Xbox Direct is coming, Windows is getting a bad new feature, and some not so great news across the industry. Happy Friday, friends. It's Friday. It is Friday. It is January. It's still technically early January, but we're making our way to that, like, you know, middle beefy section where we're going to have some fun things, right? Microsoft said, hey, Xbox, you guys got to do something next week. And so they're going to have a direct event and there's a lot going on with the Windows world and a lot going on. So hopefully your week is off to a good time. And let's just dive in this week. So uh, kicking things off here real briefly, Microsoft as I said briefly, passed Apple as the most valuable company in the world. And it just, I'll tell you what, like it doesn't matter. This is a market cap thing. And so dollar per share times outstanding market cap equals, or outstanding shares times price per share equals your market cap. And like, it's a, it doesn't matter. Uh, but at the end of the day, I guess this maybe signals, if you want to be optimistic, that look, Microsoft is more in an upward trajectory. Apple has been kind of falling a little bit and i use those terms like, like loosely like apple falling apple still making billions of dollars every quarter they are a very healthy company microsoft is in a very healthy position as well and they're riding the back of ai and so we know that's just the way the market works nobody's on top forever but even microsoft wasn't on top forever because by the time the market closed apple retook the lead and you know at the end of the day the sun has still set now uh, other things happening within the industry is Microsoft showed off or announced, I should say, Fluid Framework 2.0 as an open source platform. Now, this is good news because uh, I think it was just last week I was like saying like, hey, like what is the future of loops, right? Microsoft Loop, like it, we're not hearing much about it, but thankfully uh, Fluid Framework 2.0 is now moving forward. And so hopefully we'll see some progression of the loops. And I was just kind of speculating a little bit that because of all of this AI stuff that's been floating around the Microsoft ecosystem, maybe it was starting to kind of fall out of favor but maybe hopefully that's not the case speaking of windows and things kind of falling out of favor this i can't say many people are going to like this change so there's a new build of windows 11 it's a dev build now i'll mind you that this is an optional thing or not optional i should say it's by default however you can turn it off you you do have the ability to turn it off so keep that in mind uh microsoft we, microsoft says we are trying out a co-pilot opening automatically when windows starts on widescreen devices uh with some windows insiders in the dev channel this can be managed via settings personalization co-pilot that is that is really aggressive like really aggressive microsoft is trying to do like a forced entry here where it's like look if it's open you'll use it and then if you use it you'll become it'll become sticky as a, a marketer would say meaning like hey you can't live without this so we're going to open this thing automatically now cautiously they say widescreen monitors what um what is a widescreen monitor? Now, the first thing you are probably thinking of is something like me, like an ultra wide, like a 30, was it 32 by nine or whatever it is. Technically though, a 16 by nine, which is probably what a lot of people listening to this podcast uh, run on a daily basis. So it would, is it going to open on a 16 by nine device? We'll find out soon enough. Now I would imagine it doesn't open on surfaces on surface devices because they don't typically use a 16 by nine device. Yes, I know there's exceptions, but they're kind of not known for running 16 by nine. So anyways, um, I, knowing Microsoft, I don't see them pulling this one back. They might, and I might be wrong and I'd be happy to be wrong and, and they'll get the feedback that says it's bad. However, keep in mind that Microsoft wants AI front and center and they want Copilot there. And every time Windows starts, they want to have it open. And what do they get when they get an open? They get a, a usage percentage, right? It's a, hey, another little tick in the box of the SQL table that says, how many people are using Copilot? Well, it's starting on every machine. 
but um, they really need a metric like quality engagements, meaning like you used it once and then you used it again within that same day or something like that uh, to really understand like how sticky at the end of the day is something like this. So Microsoft also announced that they are bringing their dev home app to Windows 10 users. And this is again, quasi interesting here because this was previously a feature exclusive to Windows 11, but here it is arriving on Windows 10 because they know where the bulk of their user base is. I'm kind of gonna like say this out loud and I don't mean it to come off in the wrong direction, but I'm wondering if we're gonna find out if Windows 11 becomes like the lame duck. Uh, session sort of of Congress as, as one might say, because we believe something is going to happen here in June, probably like a Windows 12. It, I know it could be like a Windows 11.5 and if it's 11.5, then maybe not, maybe I'm wrong, but let's say it is a Windows 12. I bet that the Windows 11 to Windows 12 group will migrate very quickly, like very quickly. And again, you'll have 10 and like well, most people will probably go from 10 to 12 and bypass 11 altogether would be sort of a thought that seems to be coming more and more probable knowing that that Microsoft's going to extend support, knowing that Microsoft is bringing more features to Windows 10. Hey, that Copilot thing, that's going to show up on 10 as well. And so it just kind of feels like that might be the case here, that Windows 11, you know, you know through the hindsight of history, will be referred to as sort of like a lame duck, meaning pe most people just bypassed it and went 10 to 12. Uh, because again, yes, somebody will comment, hey, they have 400 million or something like that devices running, which is a big number. I'm not, 400 million is a massive number. However, there's like a billion or so running Windows 10. So it's like, yeah, you got to keep things relative at the end of the day. Now, on the, the very... Uh, unhappy side of life there's a lot of layoffs happening like a lot like discord announced they're cutting 17 percent there's been a lot of cut at unity uh, amazon said people in twitch and their video and audio departments are getting cut and i i'm almost certain we are going to hear microsoft following that trend here in the not too distant future there's a couple reasons one like i just feel like microsoft i'm most positive going to be doing this at some point here in the near future not to mention they've they've done the activision thing and we all know that cuts and things happen when you have a merger of of that that size and quantity and so microsoft will be joining the esteemed list of people making cuts and be on the lookout in the near future so i, I don't like reporting on cuts right cuts are not fun uh, but they're part of life and industry. So uh, other things that have launched, so CES this week, I'm just going to focus on two things from CES, and they're both chips. Uh, Intel announced their 14th gen mainstream desktop processors. I got to tell you, these things are very whelming, um, very whelming. There's no, like if you have a 13th gen, there's no reason. Like they, they really should have called these things like 13 and a half gen or like 13 fives or something like that, or 13, because what's like 13,000 KS is like a, a number. It could have been like 13,500 or something like that. Cause these things look like they're really just 13th gen and there's no new gen. It's just really just like some amping up of a minor performance improvement. So the 14th gen isn't great. Now, the thing that kills me about these 14th gen is the big thing the industry is talking about right now. AI, NPUs, Microsoft, Qualcomm, NPUs, NPUs. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say NPUs are the be-all, end-all. There's data out there right now, at least in it's because it's so early in these things. And that says NPU performance improvements. They're not all that significant. However... I think you could make a very fair and valid argument that if you're going to be upgrading your PC, you want it to last for a while. Like I'm sort of in this case, right? I need, I want to upgrade my primary workstation box upstairs and it would be a huge jump. It's actually a seventh gen chip, but it's still fine. I think I don't need the performance, but there's no NPU. So why would I go from seventh to 14th gen, which is again, I would see huge performance leaps. I'm not arguing that, but knowing that I keep my box like five years or something like that, um, 
yeah, I would want an NPU. So like Intel, you got nothing for me right now. Now they do have them on the mobile side, which maybe makes more sense, but like, why not on the desktop side? I don't know. I think the thing that makes this real awkward is AMD launched the Ryzen 8000 series with guess what? It has an NPU. Uh, like it, if I'm going to, if you're going to buy something this year, I think the Ryzen 8000 series is the much better purchase. Like again, I, I want to qualify that I, I'm not saying NPUs are the be all end all and they may not pertain to you or what you're doing this year. However, like it, it's a, it's more of like, why wouldn't you buy one with it? Because if it, because if it does become a thing, if NPUs become really important to the day-to-day -day operation of your device, and then you just, you spent several thousand dollars this year to upgrade, you know, you, you want it to last. So if money's not an issue, please send me a check. Um, I will happily take some, my daughter has to go to college, but I think most of us, and I mean, most of us, I mean, all of us care about how far we can stretch a dollar. And it seems like not having an NPU would in fact not be to your, uh, not to your thing. Uh, a couple things on the gaming side. So there's a final trailer, uh, for season two. It looks, uh, for Halo, Halo, <laughs> the Halo TV series season two. And it looks like, uh, things are going to be around like the fall of reach sort of timeline. And so we'll see what the series looks like. I don't know. I'm guessing it's on Paramount and I don't currently pay for Paramount. I might just be waiting this one out until, uh, it comes onto a service that I am paying for. I just, I, I, I'm streaming serviced out friends and adding another one. And, and like, I know you can dip in and out of them, which is kind of the benefit. Like I pay for Apple TV for about two months of the year to watch for all mankind or whatever series. And then I, I cancel it, but it's just like, it's like, ah, you just kind of feel beat to death, but happily on the gaming side, we have the developer direct Xbox. Finally, I shouldn't say finally, uh, came out and said, look, we're doing it January 18th. Tune on in. We're going to see things like from obsidian, you know, ninja theory from oxide. We're going to see some stuff. I don't believe. And I think they actually quite literally said, don't expect anything from Activision. These developer direct events are lined up, uh, relatively far out candidly because for a company like obsidian they want to show something off they can't just whip together a a trailer or something like those things take time they take legitimate marketing planning and they want to make sure it lines up within their overall marketing campaign so these things take time and that's probably why activision is not being included in any of this particular developer direct and microsoft is still probably trying to get it all lined up right i'm sure phil and matt booty and those guys have like a plan like a super high level plan but to get it down into the cogs of the system to where it's like part of that marketing machine takes time because the marketing machine has to get aligned and you have to get integrated and everything else and lots of fun stuff anyways super everybody should be looking forward to this games are are good games are good and if you're a game pass subscriber this should be really good right we should be seeing a lot of stuff that lands in game pass and um hey that's a great thing to see so you know just kind of as i noted throughout this like i think we're gonna see some harder times at microsoft not like harder times is probably a mischaracterization i think they're i think like all companies are looking at their payroll and i think we're gonna see some cuts over at microsoft here uh in probably in the near-ish future and it's just, eh, you don't like, eh. so just be on the lookout for something like that. So anyways, on to the questions of the week before we get to those questions, though, I keep forgetting to bring these things up. Uh, so Xreal sent over some of this isn't they actually just announced their newest stuff, but uh, their Air 2 Pros or what I've got here. And so I'll do a little bit more on them here in a little bit. Super neat stuff. Um, 
the TLDR of where I'm at right now with it is it's like, hey, if you liked Windows Mixed Reality, you'll probably enjoy these. Um, if you're looking for like, I don't know, future vision, everything is perfect and seamless. Yeah, there's still some teething issues uh, going on. But hey, you know what? They're, I, I give them credit for, for the path that they are taking with this stuff. So let's dive into the questions of the week. And we are kicking things off here with Mr. PKI, who's dropping a double dose for us. He says, thinking about hardware and potential Windows 12 release. Do you think there will be a hardware restriction? Ooh, again, to promote and encourage new consumer hardware purchases versus existing customer OS upgrades. I will tell you right now. Mr. PKI, I will tell you right now, I will laugh for three and a half hours straight if they come out with Windows 12 and they don't have that updated restriction, right? Remember, the, there's the TPM chip requirement. If they come out with Windows 12 and say, you know what? If you had a Windows 10 box that couldn't run Windows 11, we figured it out. You can run Windows 12 and you'll be fine. I, I will die of laughter. It, 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 it'll be the end of this podcast because I will run out of oxygen from laughing so hard. Now, they would probably come out and say something to the impact of, look, we figured out how to do the TPM stuff uh, through software only. You don't need that chip. So we're going to oh, we're, we're gonna open this up. We want everybody, everybody on planet Earth to be able to experience RAI and have the same advantage and not be restricted by having to purchase a new computer. And anybody can run with I. I would laugh uh, because that is them just realizing like, hey, we can't get people to buy new PCs. Um, so yeah, Mr. PKI, second question. He says, we know that Activision releases are not going to be free in Xbox Game Pass and lose their revenue stream. Uh, but why is Microsoft not offering Game Pass subscribers discounts for buying these? Ooh, interesting. Or offering Microsoft employees, friends and family discounts and prices to uh, da, da, da. So here's kind of Mr. PKS point, right? One of the conundrums that Act Activision, I should say Xbox now has, is we'll just use Call of Duty. It's the easiest one. Call of Duty is going to launch in the fall and it generates a billion dollars every single year. Like it's like clockwork. It's like we got a billion dollars coming. We'll invest $300 million, which is what we hear it costs to make a new Call of Duty. We'll make a billion nice $700 million profit and we will continue on with life. Putting that into Game Pass makes things like really sketchy because like, it's kind of hard to justify just giving up that billion dollar revenue. And so Microsoft's got to cross that. But his point is like, why, why aren't they giving Game Pass subscribers discounts on buying older versions of Call of Duty, other versions of other Activision games or things like that? It's a marketing lever. They could pull it and try to activate some of that and you know unlock some of that revenue. They haven't done it yet. Maybe they just haven't got around to it. And wrapping it up for this week is Ronald Bloss, I believe is how you pronounce the name. He says, I have a few machines that are certified hardware for Windows 11, but they are stuck on 22H2, and I can't seem to get them to pull 23H2. What is the status of 23H2, and is there any way to get them to upgrade short of doing a wipe install? Oh, gosh, there there is a Windows... There's clearly something blocking the update. So you've probably had, they've probably identified a hardware incompatibility and they're waiting on a driver update would be my guess. I don't know specifically because I don't know what machine you are looking for. So the first thing you got to look for uh, is to try to understand what is that hardware compatibility. I don't know if it's going to tell you in Windows Update because I am assuming that you are going to Windows Update pounding that up search for update button and it's not pulling it down which means it's being blocked upstream and sometimes you can find out what actually is causing that so that would be my first step the second step is obviously if you haven't done what i just said i guess step zero should be like did you manually check for an update which i'm almost certain you have um, the third step would be 
I don't think you want to do a wipe and install because I think you're, I, I'm almost certain you probably have some sort of hardware incompatibility and Microsoft's waiting on a driver update. I, without knowing what box you got, it's really hard to understand. So there you go, guys. That kind of wraps it up. Like a little bit of a quieter week. Last week was kind of insane. I think next week will be very busy with the Xbox related things. And so there you go. As always, my friends, make sure to keep it subscribed here because only BS on this podcast is me.